0: basement talk podcast fantasy show. I'm your host Adam Caster here as always with my co-host Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, how you doing?
1: It's a very weird fantasy weekend, Adam. It was uh I had I actually had something happen to me this weekend that we'll get into in a minute that has never happened to me before in my 10 plus years of playing fantasy football. Something happened to me this weekend that has never happened to me before and will probably never happen again. Um but what is it? I'll let you know in a minute.
0: Can you? Can, I, I'm very impatient. I I have to say something first. Okay.
1: It's happened again. It's happened again. Tottenham Hotspur. It's happened again. I got one more. And one more for you. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You'll always be shit. You'll always be shit. Tottenham Hotspur, you'll always be shit. Oh, what, a, what a win in the derby! What a win in the derby! That's fantastic stuff sitting here with my Pierre Emerick Aubameyang jersey on. What a, what a, what a guy! What a guy! What a player! What a team! Love it, absolutely love it. Maybe, maybe we do have the new Pep Guardiola. Maybe, who knows? I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. But all I know is that that first forty-five minutes of that first half yesterday. Oh my God, that was liquid. That was liquid football. Men like City, me to- Chelsea, Liverpool, uh, uh, Tottenham. Uh, who did I, who didn't I say? Man United, Everton. They didn't just take notes. Yeah, that was Arteta ball in full motion. That was poetry. That was sublime. Bukayo Saka, brilliant. Emil Smith-Rowe, brilliant. Martin Odegaard. oh, my God. Oh, my God. Alba, brilliant. Thomas Partey, oh, you bad man. You bad man. Aaron Ramsdale, my guy, my guy. And, and it also helps. It also helps. I have to say when Harry Kane ends up on the floor and then we just take it down to the other end and score. I I mean, I'm just saying there are not a lot of things in this world that I love seeing more then Harry Kane falling on his arse, and then we just go down to the other end of the pitch and score. Truly brilliant. I think when, he, when that happened, I had actually had said to myself, please, God, can we go down the other end of the pitch and score? And Bukayo Saka did.
0: Team wins one game to move up to 10th place, and you're already making reservations for the open top bus parade.
1: Oh, hell yes. Hell yes. And you, you, you forget, it's a North London derby, more, more importantly than anything else. The biggest, the biggest game in the, any Premier League season. North on a Derby. Don't don't get that confused with anything else. Man City, City, Man United, they don't know anything about it. Manchester Derby, fuck that. Fuck that. that. That Derby was irrelevant 15 years ago. No one cared about the Manchester Derby 15 years ago.
0: People did. People did. Man City fans did. Man United fans did.
1: Nobody else gave a fuck. We've had what? Yesterday was the 109th. Rendition of the North London Derby. I think it's 109, something like that. But yeah, over over overall, fantastic win of the Derby. Fuck Tottenham, and I guess what do we think of shit?
0: Tottenham. Thank you.
1: That's all right. We hate, we hate Tottenham. 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 We are Tottenham haters. How
0: was your weekend, Adam? Good. It was good. Get to uh, well you know aside from Sunday, Sundays Sundays during football season are always the worst.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sundays during football
0: season are always the most exhausting. I mean, it's it's so. I need to mute Jake on Twitter. That Sundays are a mute Jake on Twitter season. Good idea. So I don't need that. I don't need that kind of negativity <laughs> in my life.
1: So I'll give you. I'll give you a little rendition of what of what happened with me yesterday, and I have to tell you what happened with fantasy. So okay, I'll get the ball one. Okay. This is my this is my schedule yesterday. You ready? Mm-hmm. 8 a.m. was up for Formula One. 11.30. was up for we had to be on the couch with North on Derby. One o'clock, red zone. Watched, you know, all, all throughout. But while red zone was on, I had Ryder Cup. So we had to go red zone, Ryder Cup had the dual TVs going. Then we had the Yankee game. Then we had Sunday Night Football. And then I also had Big Brother. So There was a lot of things going on yesterday. That was something Did you squeeze in the Tony Awards? The Tony Awards? Were they on Were they on last night? Yeah. Fuck, I missed. I I, must have missed shit. But I was up, (laughs) I was up at 6:30. I did not crawl into my bed and fall asleep until 1145. So that was a that was a 17-hour day yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, it was exhausting. And okay. My personal life gone fantasy happy. It will never happen again in every league, every league. And this is rare. I'm an, I'm an eight every league. I either had or went up against Tom Brady. That's weird. Horrifying. Every single one with other. no change. Hmm. I had I had Tom Brady in three. I went up against him in five.
0: Yes. Well, you have him in the other league, and we went up against him in the cologne. Correct. So, Correct. From- The end that I can see, I can validate that. Yep.
1: And then I had him. I went up against him in my keeper league. I went up against him in uh, my super flex as well. But, okay, so there's a little caveat to that. Because that super flex, I go up against two opponents a week. But I faced Brady in that. So if you want to call it that I faced Brady, can but then there was well, a was match in where starting I did, lineup. I didn't have Brady involved. Was he in the, He was in the starting lineup? Yes, he was in the starting then fa- lineup. I, then you faced him. I faced him, yes. But I fa- it's two opponents. So it's like one team and another team. One team had Brady. The other team didn't have Brady. But it's the same league, if that makes well, sense. yeah. So if you want to call it that, if it's under that league umbrella, then yes, I faced Brady in that league.
0: Still, I think it counts. I
1: think it counts as well. I'm I'm gonna count it. Well, that's just weird.
0: It, mean, it's, it, it was a was. strange week for fantasy.
1: Yeah, a lot of injuries too. A lot of injuries. I I honestly I thought that uh super flex league I was done when Devontae Adams got lit up last night, honestly. What a
0: Sunday night game that was, let me tell you.
1: Oh, that Sunday night game was was terrific. Was terrific.
0: I was like getting zooms and stuff for the Yankees. Uh, because I was at work on Sunday night, and you know, oh, how about this... that Yankee game, huh? Oh, that was something. All oh, those drop pop-ups. I was like giddy. I was like, oh my god, because never agent heard... Adam Adavino. I've never heard. <laughs> I've never heard John Sterling yell that loud on a non-scoring play or on a non-Yankee scoring play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was almost doomsday. But then you know, double agent Adam Oviedo. Double still agent. lives still lives in the city from Park Slope, Brooklyn. Yep. Represent double agent.
1: Represent Adam Otavino. Brian Cashman. Give him executive of the year. Trades Adam Audavino to Boston. Takes a full salary dump, strengthens their bullpen. Just so on September 26th. When the Yankees need a win to sweep Boston to be in control of their own destiny in the AL wildcard race, Adam Audavino can blow a lead in the eighth inning. Brian Cashman, he's done it again.
0: In Adam Atavino's defense, Aaron Judge should have Aaron Judge should have struck out because Christian Vasquez dropped the ball on the transfer. It's Christian, that's, that's Christian Vasquez's problem. he caught the ball. He had he it was secure. He just dropped it. On the transfer, when he's trying to throw around a horn, whatever. Poor guy. Really, it's Joe West's problem. I think Joe West called an excellent game because he's a shit umpire. He called an excellent game. Down
1: the middle, down the middle, no bias.
0: I don't know. I saw a uh, a ball that was thrown to Alex Verdugo that should have been that was literally middle middle, and Joe West was like, "No, that's a ball." I was like, "What the fuck is he on?" It was a great pitch. Middle, middle.
1: It was a a great pitch. And Joe West is like,
0: nah, that's a ball.
1: It's fantastic stuff. It was fantastic stuff, but up the Yankees. Up the Yankees. Got a week to go. Uh,
0: Anyway, so yeah, it was a good week for the Co-own so far, knock on wood, because our opponent still has Zeke and Tony Pollard going.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll update the public on that one tomorrow.
0: Um, in the non own league, I did I won, so that's good. Did you win? It's TBD. TBD.
1: Ooh. TBD. I you need got twenty, 20 from Amari Cooper and Miles Sanders.
0: All right. Then. Well, I think um,
1: you,
0: I think you should be fine.
1: I do have a question.
0: Yes. How much? How much are we up in the in the coon? Is we are up by? It's no. I th- I think it might be actually.
1: We got 176 points.
0: No, it's like no, yeah, that's why I thought it's less than that. So let's see. 30. What are the numbers? It's 171. It's 32.
1: 32. 32. Eek. Oh it's 171.6 and 139.6. Oh dear god. Oh dear god.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we might, we might actually be fucked.
1: It's gonna be a sweat. No, and no, I don't I I don't know if fucked is the right word, but it's gonna be a sweat. Because it is Zeke and Tony Pollard. It is gonna be a sweat, and I need Zeke in another spot.
0: Oh god, I hate it when this happens. Yeah, this is the I, problem I, with being
1: police. But but I have Jalen Hurts in that spot as well. But the problem, the problem also is this all goes, this all goes back into this this concoction of shit that we have brewing here is the game script that I need is the game script that we don't want.
0: Where the Cowboys are up big and they're running the ball?
1: Cowboys up big running the ball. Jalen Hurts is throwing the ball and running.
0: That's what I
1: want. But for the co own, that's not what we want.
0: How about this? The game script that I want for this that will help you also is that the Cowboys are going to be throwing a ton so you can get your amari cooper points
1: yeah but i want the cowboys to win
0: we're yeah, playing the eagles
1: i want the cowboys to win
0: they're going to win probably you never know
1: i say it all the time i say it all the time when it comes to fantasy and it comes to the cowboys cowboys always takes the mantle always it's always always
0: weird. those those games are always weird between the cowboys and the eagles
1: yeah, and Amari, but Amari Cooper historically is very good against the Eagles as well. But we'll talk. We'll talk more about the uh, Monday Night game um, at the end of the program when uh, when we preview uh, Monday Night. But I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you want to just get right into it and just talking about Week Three because it was it was truly a very
0: weird week. Again, I mean, looking at the top five of fantasy performers didn't think that I would be seeing Sam Darnold's name.
1: Well, two rushing touchdowns will do it. Yes. Two rushing touchdowns will, will definitely do it. Um, I know we talked about Sam Darnold. I know we talked about, um, you know, kind of where he stands, but (laughs) he's on, for, for me, at least it's like, do I really want to rely on Sam Darnold? No, not really. I mean, he's been, He's been terrific. He's been absolutely terrific so far. But mm-hmm. do I think do I think it's something that I want to really rely on, you know, going forward? No. But I will say the schedule for him is good. Dallas, Philadelphia, Minnesota, the Giants, Atlanta, New England, Arizona, Washington, Miami, then he's on his bye, then Atlanta Buffalo, Tampa Bay, New Orleans. So really, if you think about it, you can ride Sam Darnold all the way to fantasy playoffs. And when fantasy playoffs come, drop him, trade him, something, you know, whatever you want to do.
0: Well, I don't think you can trade him by then.
1: Well, I'm saying in the buildup, in the buildup too. If Sam Darnold continues to play really well, yeah, you could trade him. You could trade him, which really wouldn't be a a terrible uh, idea. Because you might, you get, some, you might get a do good that. quarterback for him. You might. I mean, hmm. I mean, rest of season, Who? Uh, let's just look at it this way. Rest of season, who would you rather have, Sam Darnold or Kirk Cousins? I knew you were going to do that. I knew it. I'd rather have Kirk Cousins. I think I'd rather have Kirk Cousins as well uh rest of season who would <clears throat> as you could tell my voice is struggling today that's what happens when you're when you're watching the north london derby yesterday um rest of season who would you rather have sam Darnold or trevor lawrence
0: oh i'd rather have sam Darnold.
1: i'd rather have sam too that's not close
0: in a million years like a million times over yeah. Trevor lawrence i can't say anything because zach looks even even worse but that's not when the best receiver in the national football league allegedly, I say allegedly because he can't catch a cold in that Denver air. Ugh I just fucking Corey Davis. Why? Cannot it catch was, a football.
1: It was a tough game all around. It was a tough game all around. And, and then you have
0: fucking Greg Van Roten saying, well, you know, well, listen, I think his quote was taken out of context because, but I don't know if you saw what he said. No, he was like, well, the first part of his answer of like why Zach Wilson's facing so much pressure. He's like, well, you know, Zach needs to know that he can't hold onto the ball for such a long period of time, yada, yada, yada. And then Connor Hughes of the athletic kind of ran with it, but the rest of the quote was like, but that starts with us also giving him more time to throw. And he was like trying to take ownership of the situation, but yeah, anyway, whatever. That was not a fun, not a fun game. By any no, stretch. The most, the have never done well in Denver. No. Literally never, ever, ever, ever have done well in Denver. Here's
1: one more. Sam Darnold or Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill having a bounce back performance.
0: Um, I'd rather have Tannehill. I think Sam Darnold, like you said, his numbers have been inflated by the rushing touchdowns. Or the I, t- well, this week, this week we're inflated called- by the rushing touchdowns.
1: Call me crazy. I'd rather have Donald.
0: Really, I love Sam. Yeah,
1: because he, yeah, we have we like. have now the problem of a potential hamstring injury for AJ Brown. So that's also got to be taken into consideration when uh, when assessing Tannehill. But I mean, yeah, Sam. Sam looks good. His schedule looks good. It's all conditions for a for him to be a very viable streaming candidate if you have a quarterback with, uh, with potential questions. You know, if you have Matt Ryan and you're looking for an upgrade, I mean, I think I'd rather have at this point, I think I'd rather have Sam Darnold the rest of the season over Matt Ryan.
0: Well, the thing about Tannehill, why I'm not worried about him, is that his two touchdowns, or two of his three, or actually all three, really, were f- two players not named, obviously, A.J. Brown, who went out with the injury, and Julio Jones. He threw into Nick Westbrook and Chester time, Rogers, and uh, also Jeremy McNichols. And Chester Rogers had one as well. And yeah, I know, Jer- yeah. yeah, Chester Rogers and Jeremy McNichols. The, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But I mean, hey, I mean, Ryan Tannehill. He had a good, he had a good game. I don't think anybody's gonna you know hold that against him. I mean, the schedule the next two weeks is terrific. You know, if you're looking for a stream, Ryan Tannehill's going. At going up against the Jets next week at the Meadowlands, then he goes uh, to Jacksonville, who, by the way, just traded their number one corner, CJ Henderson, to Carolina. That corner duo in Carolina for the next ten years—holy smokes!
0: Yeah, CJ well,
1: Henderson, JC Horn. Wow. I know JC Horn is gonna be out. Maybe he's out for the rest of the season with a broken foot. But for the next ten years, wow, we—that's. That's a really, really good corner duo that they're going to have in Carolina.
0: Yeah. Kind of happy that the Jets played them in week one because I yeah. don't want to go up against them again. Well, we're going to be going up against CJ Henderson this week. If
1: you're, uh, if you're Dallas, yep. play them, uh, play them next week.
0: Um, other players that did pretty well are, you know, Justin Herbert with a great, great bounce back game. I mean, Needed that, he re- he didn't need that.
1: Needed that big time.
0: Stafford had a really solid game. I feel very vindicated. Josh Matt Allen had... Look like, sorry, uh, no, no, no Matt you're gonna get it. Yeah, Matt Stafford has looked like a new man ever since getting traded to the Rams.
1: I really do hate the thing that he has with Cooper Cup. I have to say, really, yeah, really don't love that. When I'm uh, when I'm invested pretty heavily in Robert Woods.
0: Yeah. But as far as like, if if you have Stafford, like I do,
1: I I love it. Yeah, I mean, if you have Stafford, if you have Stafford just by himself, yeah, you're you're absolutely loving this. But, um, yeah, we'll 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 talk about the receivers, and we'll talk about. uh, I think we'll just talk about that game in general uh, when we get to the receiver part because there are some things I definitely want to talk about there. Um, I want to talk about like I want to talk about the bad. I, I think I thought you wanted to talk about
0: you. You were going to interrupt me to talk about Josh Allen.
1: Uh, I, well, I will say. I, I guess this could be perceived as bad for some people. Uh, Josh Allen had no regard for human life. Uh, he completely stomped on people, myself included. Wow. I mean, holy smokes. I mean, Josh Allen. Wow. 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 He. Are 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 people like. I don't want to go after I don't want to go after a specific group of people because they, they they they've gone through enough. But can Jets fans just finally admit that Josh Allen is really good? Like, please. Please. Like, I don't I don't know why it's such a You nothing for me. <laughs> like, I think it's I think it's because Jets fans kind of Jets, the Jets and oh, we have some breaking news. Um Panthers head coach Matt Rule says Christian McCaffrey will not be going on IR. So oh, good that news. is good news. Uh, the diagnosis was a grade one hamstring strain, which is a approximately a three-week injury. So I expect Christian McCaffrey to probably be back week six or week seven. Um, but going back to what I was talking about, I just feel like the Jets and the Bills are like they're long lost cousins because they've had thing why are you had because because I had this con conver- I had this conversation where there's still some Jets fans that don't think Josh Allen is very good. And they need to stop because Josh Allen is terrific. Josh Allen is terrific. Don't blame Josh Allen for the fact that the Jets have been absolutely fucking atrocious for the last 40 years. Um but the bad. The bad. What the fuck? Was that from Kyler Murray? 31 points. It was a struggle throughout. And let me emphasize a struggle throughout. And Kyler Murray only puts up 17 fantasy points. No touchdowns. Yeah. No touchdown. A pick. Had the rushing touchdown. Yes. James Connor had two rushing touchdowns. We'll talk about James Connor, I'm sure. Um, Let me ask is would you be concerned given the seem like seem like a layup matchup for kyler murray should people who own Kyle, kyler be a little bit concerned
0: well i think that this week was the week of players underperforming in layup matchups i think i i have a different opinion but but i think well you know People are mad about Kyler Murray because he had a pedestrian day and he did and let down by proxy with Rondell Moore people blowing their fab on Rondell Moore. Oh my God. And then he just yep. didn't do anything.
1: Yep. I started, ro- I started Rondell Moore in a couple of spots yesterday and boof.
0: We wow. almost did. Wow. That was a, yeah, that was bad. Very bad we probably would have lost if we had actually went through with starting Ron Moore.
1: Yeah. Well, whatever, whatever God was looking out for us. Thank you.
0: Yeah. But, uh, I'm a little concerned about Kyler Murray just because this was, he's coming down after his great first two weeks of the season, but, I don't know. I'm not going to make any rash judgments because I know that's, that's the sports fans way is to make rash judgments about things, but I'm not going to. I want to see. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I want to see enough of a sample size to consider it a trend and not an aberration.
1: Couldn't disagree more. Couldn't disagree more. Well, n- yeah, I couldn't disagree more on that. Really? I, I have zero, zero concerns about Kyler.
0: Zero. That's what I said. I said I want to see I want to see more before I'm worried. You want to see more in terms of his struggles. Yes.
1: Oh, okay. So then we do agree. We do. I was agree. about to be like, what the fuck
0: are you talking about?
1: Yeah, we do agree. Yeah. We we, yeah. we do agree then. Yes. I want to see more of Kyler's struggles before I'm gonna go and like really worry about it. He does have two tough matchups though, the next two weeks against the Rams and against the 49ers. But again, is it again, is it anything that people are going to just go and bench Kyler Murray over? No, it's not something that Kyler Murray is just going to be landing on people's benches because Kyler Murray is going up against the Rams and the 49ers should not be a concern. Don't freak out about Kyler. Um, We'll talk about his teammate. I'm sure because people are very concerned about that but yeah kyler least of my concerns there um he's not someone that i am again really freaking out over because he's been uh absolutely terrific uh but i do want to talk about one more guy before we go and talk about the running backs um adam Derek Carr just keeps on rolling
0: love the man he's great yeah he's i mean he's making you look very smart Yes. Well, I knew that he was a guy that puts up points and the Ra- whether or not the Raiders are good when he puts up points is up to the, uh, the will of, of God, I guess. Mm. But Derek Carr always gets his yardage and his fantasy points. And now the Raiders just happen to be good. But this yeah. was a great performance by, uh, by Derek Carr. You know, 20.8 fantasy points here. Nice little stretch he's got going here. And then going up against the Chargers on the road, then home against Chicago at Denver is going to be a very, is going to be pretty tough. It's going to be a fascinating game. Um, And then home against Philly before the bye. I like this stretch for Derek Carr.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think this is a very, it's a good stretch. I'm not going to say great. I think Denver, Denver could be a little tricky. Chicago potentially could be a little bit tricky, but the Chargers we've seen that they can be passed on their secondaries. Their secondary is you know it's no slouch, but they can be passed on. And then Philadelphia, I think will be a good matchup, especially in Las Vegas. I think that'll be a good one for for Derek Carr. I mean, I think they could go two and two in this stretch, and they're still sitting at five and two going into the bye. So, you know, I if you're a Raiders fan, you got to just be thrilled. I, I mean, absolutely thrilled that three and is
0: a thing yeah i mean the raiders haven't looked this good in five years hey and they're two they're two games up on the kansas city chiefs who would have
1: thought that i would say that oh my god that chiefs game i don't even know unbelievable game yep unbelievable unbelievable game
0: um we well we could talk about that with running backs because i know that we will i mean yeah
1: i mean let's just get right into it because why not
0: Sure. I mean, yeah, I don't think there's really anything else. All no, the, not with
1: the quarterbacks. There's nothing really to, uh, to,
0: you know, beat with a dead horse. Well, actually, hold on. I do have one thing Sure, because, you know, for some reason there are a lot of Seahawks. Fa- it's probably cause I follow Sus because he's a Seahawks fan, but mm-hmm. I, I hear, I see a lot of vitriol from Seahawks fans on Twitter just randomly. And, um, there are people that are just so disenfranchised right now about this about this team. And Russ just did not look good against Minnesota. I mean, it was it was a
1: weird game. All aren't around. They
0: always, aren't Viking yeah. Seahawks games always weird?
1: Yeah. I mean, it was <laughs> it was just a weird, weird, weird game. I mean, people people say they're disenfranchised with the Seahawks. And Russell Wilson, seven touchdowns, no picks so far to start the year. I mean, he's he personally has looked good. But the problem is that their, their defense is terrible. Their defense is absolutely terrible. And they were almost down Tyler Lockett, which would have been great news for anyone who DK Metcalf. But it was a DK Metcalf game yesterday. And the Seahawks defense, again, its it, 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 it's not good. It's not good. So Minnesota's offense is really good. Even without Dalvin cook, they still were able to get a really good performance out of Alexander Madison. Kirk cousins is, you know, he, he, he continued his hot start. You know, it is what it is. I mean, I don't think Russell Wilson, you know, he put, he puts up 15 fantasy points, not the worst uh, showing in the world, but he does have really difficult matchups, at least on paper the next three weeks, if not four. San Francisco, the Rams, the Steelers, and the Saints. So, if people, you know, are worried about Russell Wilson, you, you got to think about potentially trying to make a deal to get rid of him. If people are super concerned, but you draft, you draft Russell Wilson, you go through the ebbs and the flows. I mean, I know, I, I, I had Russell Wilson one time, one time, and I said. Never again, because me personally, with my bad heart, I can't take it.
0: What, uh, what year did you have Russell Wilson?
1: Um, it was the year. I, I don't remember the year specifically. I just remember that Russell Wilson, it was the first one and only time that I had a quarterback post negative fantasy points for me. Negative fantasy points. It was against the Green Bay Packers. That is, what I, that is the only thing I remember. Well, that's actually easy to find. Because you said it's negative fantasy points. Negative. It was negative fantasy points. And he went up against the Packers. That's what I remember. And I remember that I absolutely wanted, I I, I was done. I was flat out done. I actually think it was at a point where I was so done. My team was so bad. I actually ended up in that league making the playoffs. I was like six and seven and ended up making the playoffs. But the team was so bad, I ended up cutting Russell Wilson just out of frustration. I was like, I'm done. I'm so done. I ended up cutting Russell Wilson, and I ended up picking up. Who the fuck did I pick up? It might have – it actually might have been – yeah, yeah, it, it was. It was Big Ben. It was Big Ben, and Big Ben just kind of carried me from – uh from from there on out no yeah, no it was points. it was I know exactly who it was it was Carson Palmer that's who I picked up how long ago was this
0: <laughs> this was a couple of years ago this is when Carson Palmer was this is when he was playing for the Cardinals yeah okay I don't know where I can fantasy pros is not helping me here I can't find anywhere where Russell Wilson had negative fantasy points he had
1: negative. Fan- hold, hold on. If you want to, t- if you want to lead into a segue about uh, the running backs, I'll find it.
0: Well, unless it was, was it 2016? He had 5.5 uh, fantasy points against the Packers. One touchdown, five picks.
1: That's it. That's the one. That's the one. But the league that I play in, so he had. It says on there he had five. Yeah. Five fantasy points. Okay.
0: No so, f- in- Five point five fantasy points because he had yes. the. He had two, two four. He was uh, twenty-two of thirty-nine for two hundred and forty yards, one touchdown, and five picks.
1: So the league, the league that I that I played in, there was a punishment for excess interceptions. You get a negative point deduction. Oh, so you get an additional negative two if you throw more than three picks. So Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson had, you know, whatever it was, and the yardage was diff was different too. So it equated to negative fantasy points
0: per that scoring. Gotcha. Yes. So, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. So I, yeah, uh, I, I, I was a last Jets fan during the 2016 season. So I don't even fucking know. I'm not a Russell Wilson guy for what it's worth. Oh, that 2016 season. I hated it. Hated it so much. Anyway. um, Yeah. Let's move on to the running backs. Clyde we have to talk about Clyde I mean let's let's just jump right into Clyde just because it I mean it affects us obviously yeah but I'm sure it affects a lot of people
1: I, I I still have a little bit of concern for Clyde I mean I don't really know what his outlook truly looks like considering it was a negative game script. And how many times are we really going to see the Kansas City Chiefs in a negative game script? I don't I, I don't know. I don't know. But I I, I don't know. I, I just feel like for me personally, if people were waiting on that one week that Clyde looks solid enough and there's something that they can pitch to someone else. To potentially take clyde off of their hands this is the week this is the week that people need to be really on it like maybe and, and i'm just throwing this out there but saying there's a chance that an owner would accept this but it's a possibility if you're the clyde owner right yes. say you're say you're two and one say you're two and one Maybe you're going to go to three and one after this week, and the Christian McCaffrey owner. Wait a minute, is going to no. Be, you
0: won't be. You won't go to three and one. Say you're one and one, and you're going to go to two and one. Bird two and one. Yes, yes. Week that's three, right. going
1: week, week four. I'm an idiot. But you you get my point.
0: You're going say to go that to you're, just say that you're us because that's basically you going to our go our to situation. two and
1: one. You're going to go to two and one after this week. After week three, you're going to be two and one. Yes, the team that has Christian McCaffrey say they're going to be 0-3, let's just say, and now they're facing the prospect of Christian McCaffrey being out for three weeks. I think, for me, this is, this is just my cynical brain and how it works. I would be going to that Christian McCaffrey owner right now, and I would be saying, yo, what do you want for McCaffrey? And I think, I think something after this week, That you could potentially offer is Clyde. Give them a body. Give them a body that is of name value that is in a position where, hey, maybe we're dead wrong. Maybe Clyde has turned the corner and maybe he's going to be a great fantasy asset. Maybe I don't know. I don't think so. But is it possible? I'm sure you'd like them to believe that.
0: But I don't. I would love to believe it. Would love,
1: love, love to believe it.
0: But well, I think you'd like them to believe it because I don't think anybody is going to be thinking about trading McCaffrey just for the idea that Clyde might do well in the future. Oh, I disagree. I, 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 this one, I
1: highly disagree with. I think there are teams that are going to have to trade McCaffrey. There are teams that are going to be and three that are going to say, what good is McCaffrey going to be when he comes back? If I'm and six, I have to, I'm going to have to rattle off seven wins in a row. Teams can't do it. Teams can't do it. And, you know, you say that it's just trading to trade. No, it's trading to save a season. You need bodies. And for as good as Christian McCaffrey is, and normally, normally, yeah, you would you would never accept a package that is Clyde and something else and maybe something else for McCaffrey. You would never accept that. But when you're in a position where you're, you're facing – not having your number one running back for three weeks when you're sitting at 0-3, and, and this is a really hypothetical situation, you're, you can't sit on your, on your laurels. You can't. You have to make a deal at 0-3, or you're risking your season being over because at 0-4, there's no coming back. At 0-3, you're in a position where you have got to win this week. And plain and simple, McCaffrey's not going to be there to help you. So you need to have someone that's going to come in and potentially be that guy, and if they think, if someone thinks that Clyde is going to be that, then they think Clyde is going to be that and that's it. And they, they, they have to make that deal. They, they, I'm not saying they have to make that deal for Clyde. Maybe they don't have to make that deal for McCaffrey, but if an Owen three team that has McCaffrey, yeah, you got to make it. You got to make that call to make, to do a deal that works.
0: Okay. I, I have a question for you. Hypothetical. Sure. Um, or just, just a question in general, mm-hmm. because Somebody that I know has has Christian McCaffrey. That person may or may not be in the Zoom call right now. Uh-huh. Yeah. What is your strategy? I'm going to be 3 and out. Yeah, I know you're going to be 3 and oh, Depending no, on I if would. Miles Sanders and Amari Cooper do things. But... Oh
1: no, I'm ho- I'm holding McCaffrey.
0: Okay. I'm holding McCaffrey because at the worst I'm going to be 2
1: and 1, at the best I'm going to be 3 and up. So I have no reason to make that deal. I have absolutely no reason to make that trade, and okay. and I have I have Chuba Hubbard, so I can just make that I can elevate Chuba Hubbard. He becomes he becomes my number two running back. If it's Damien Harris, great, but I ha- I have that coverage there that I need for the next three weeks, and okay. my team is good. My team is good enough to get through this little period where I'm going to be without McCaffrey. So, I think it's it the 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 example that you provided is a good one because I can relate to having McCaffrey, but it's also it's also a bad one I guess because I, it's not the same situation that you know a team that's one and two or zero oh and three maybe would have to make. If I was one and two or zero oh and three, then yeah, I would have to try and make a deal for McCaffrey, for including McCaffrey going to someone else. I. I would say right now, and before we move on, talk about, you know, other running backs, because there are a lot of other running backs I do want to talk about. If you're the McCaffrey manager and you can go and get Jonathan Taylor right now, do it.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that, I think that's an outstanding trade. I agree. And I think that uh, maybe my problem is just with Clyde, even though we own, we, we picked him, yeah. but um yeah, I think my problem was just with taking a player that is so streaky like Clyde. He's very and tra- streaky. trading McCaffrey for Clyde when you can get when like you said you can, if you can swing a trade for Jonathan Taylor, or I mean this what this wasn't this isn't the week to do it, but you could have gotten like James Robinson last week when he was on the when he was on the floor basically
1: Antonio Gibson. Yes, I think. I think a great one too, potentially for 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 Clyde, if you could swing it, and might might need another piece to do it, but Clyde and something else for Joe Mixon.
0: I don't know. I think the Joe Mixon owner might want to just. It depends on the other running backs that they have. It it it
1: just depends what the other piece is. But I, I think I actually think that Clyde and Mixon are very comparable. Very. Yeah. Very, very comparable. But Mixon, oh, my God, against
0: Jacksonville this week? Yeah. Speaking of Jacksonville, the rest of the team might be shit, but I love that James Robinson had a good bounce back week this week against Arizona.
1: Trade DJ Chark while you can. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, and maybe trade James Robinson while you can.
0: It's not a bad idea.
1: See what you can get. Hell, you can do James Robinson. Like I said, I was talking. I said Joe Mixon. I said Jonathan Taylor. You could turn James Robinson. To any one of those guys do it. Do it. Yeah, absolutely do it. Um, here's here's one, and this is like this is like a segue going into um, another guy that that really did disappoint this week. Uh, if if someone were to offer you and you're in the position of the James Robinson manager, James Robinson for David Montgomery, would you do it?
0: Well, I am the James Robinson manager in the other Rock. league. Yes. Would I – straight up, would I do James Robinson for, Jay, for Dave Montgomery?
1: Yes. Like for
0: like. Hmm. Uh, I don't think I would do that. Wow.
1: Wow. Because
0: – That's fast. That, see, to me, that's fast, I'm in it. Well, if we're talking about the team as it's currently set up, I mean, I have Kamara, I have Chris Carson, and they're my two running backs at the moment. So James Robinson is is my flex. But you have the looming threat of Tariq Cohen, Damian Williams is there, Matt Nagy's uninspired play calling. I think that – and James Robinson – he is proven to be successful on dog shit teams, and he was last year.
1: See, I, th- I, again, I think James Robinson and David Montgomery have the same problem. You say the dog shit play calling of Matt and Aggie. How about the dog shit everything of Herbert Meyer? I know. It's, I feel like they have the same issue. And they are, again, very, very comparable. They are comparable. I, but I just think, uh, me personally, I just
0: think David Montgomery is better. I wouldn't instant. I'm not instantaneously saying no, if that if that's what I'm coming across as. I'm it's not a soft no. Yes, it's a soft no. I'm not being like, oh no fucking way. I'm like, what? I'm thinking about it. You know, you're weighing your options with Ooh. that because that's a solid
1: offer. Would you do James Robinson for Chris Carson?
0: Yeah, you would. So I'm getting Chris. Well, I have both, but. You're uh, getting
1: you're getting Chris Carson in this hypothetical deal. yeah, James Robinson for Chris Carson straight up. yeah, I do that, okay. would you do hmm. trying to think of of other comparable trades that are you know like for like uh okay,
0: James Robinson for Kareem hunt. Oh dear. Kareem Hunt is another one. I have, I just don't know. Nobody does.
1: Had a monster week, Kareem Hunt. He did. And Nick Chubb did not. But you can't guarantee that. No. I th- me personally, I think I would, I would probably go with
0: Hunt. If that don't means know. anything. I would. I think I would stick with Robinson. Okay. Just be, yeah. But that, that's another one. that's close. Yeah, that that that's a close one. That's a close
1: one, and and I I I do see both sides of of uh, of the coin for people that prefer Robinson and then people that prefer Hunt. I I I do see it, but for me, I think I'd rather have uh, I'd rather have Hunt. Um,
0: Speaking of backup running backs that had really good games, this was the week of backup running backs. Who yeah, really
1: I, I think I know where you're going, and I think I need to step away for a minute while I it's not about alexander off.
0: madison i swear
1: no 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 it's the other the other one it's the other one yeah
0: peyton barber
1: mm-hmm. yep he is okay. Mayor- uh adam if you want to go talk about this uh you can you can uh, let me know in about three minutes when you're done uh, i'm gonna go i'm gonna go throp all
0: right well maybe you should stay on the toilet because i'm going to be talking about giovanni bernard next
1: see giovanni bernard i don't have a problem with i don't have a problem with Peyton Barber when I'm starting Kenyon Drake in a, in a spot and I'm hoping, oh wow, maybe Kenyon Drake is going to be the guy, but you know, we're quickly realizing that in the event that there's no Josh Jacobs, Peyton Barber is the strict running back and Kenyon Drake is the strict pass catching back. You know, you're sitting there you're sit, you're sitting there and you're holding. you're holding yourself, you
0: know? Yeah. But no, not a fun time.
1: No, no. No, no, the D- disaster, disaster. And, 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 and honestly, this all comes down to anybody that owns Josh Jacobs. If you can get something for Jacobs and Drake, do it. I don't know what you could get for them right now because I don't know anybody that really wants to manage them, have them on their team. But if you can get something for either one, that could be worth it. Like I think in my, in my keeper league where my team is absolutely terrible, I'm going to fall to 0-3. And I'm kind of, you know, just kind of packing it in on that team. Uh, I would be okay with Josh Jacobs going for like a sixth or seventh round pick. Like if I can get something for that, I would be like, yeah, okay, cool. I'm done.
0: Yeah. I think that um, for an, like another team where people are probably going to be just absolutely livid about the running back situation is Tampa Bay
1: well people knew that the running back situation in Tampa Bay was going to be shungad
0: yeah but i don't think they expected it to be this bad slash lopsided
1: slash shungad come on adam i'm, I'm yeah. teaching i'm teaching the language of my people
0: yeah I pref- it's it's a pretty fakakta running back situation if I- it is
1: pretty fakakta yes i do agree it is it is in fact pretty fakakta
0: it um, is a fakakta running back situation where you have three guys who you don't know who you don't know who the person is going to be and even then it's not great.
1: These, See, the These aren't Adam,
0: great. Adam, again,
1: I disagree with you. I think I know who the guys are in a negative game script where they're going to be throwing, 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 throwing. It's Giovanni Brown, And we saw it now when it's in a positive game script, whether it's between Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones, th- that's where I agree with you. That's where I think the, 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 the collision happens of great. Who's going to be the guy, but, For me, I think it's Leonard Fournette one, Ronald Jones two, and the pass-catching guy is Giovanni Bernard. I think that's how the situation is in Tampa Bay. It's a pain in the ass to analyze, absolutely, because it is three guys. But this is a team that, number one, we knew they were going to do this. We knew it was going to be a revolving door. So it's not really a huge surprise that anybody who invested in this backfield is saying to themselves, fuck me, why did I do this? This is a headache that I could have very easily avoided. And then number two, this is also a pass-first offense. Tom Brady threw for 400 fucking yards against the Rams. He had no touchdowns. He had one rushing touchdown, and he dropped back 55 times. We shouldn't be surprised. We really shouldn't. We should not be remotely surprised. And by the way, we'll talk about this when we get to the tight ends. Uh, Gronk? (laughs) We'll talk about it when we get there. Talk about it when we get
0: there. We'll talk about um, it when we get there. We still have so much to do.
1: Yeah, we uh, do. We, we need to get we need to get a uh, a move on. But um, yeah, Antonio Gibson came out of his shell. Very good to see. Uh, a weird game for Aaron Jones, uh, the Sunday night game. But again, looked fine. Scored. You're happy there. Derrick Henry is a fucking king. Love him. Absolutely adore him and everything that he does. And Derrick Henry has two matchups that are unbelievable against the New York Jets and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Adam, we're just going to sit back and watch Derrick Henry just absolutely pulverize our opponents. Can't wait. Oh man. I am not looking forward to that. And DeAndre Swift had a very good day as well against, against Baltimore. Did not see that coming. Okay. Let's go on. Let's go on to the receivers. I was also going to
0: say that uh, Alvin Kamara had a nice bounce back too.
1: Yes. Yes, he did. Um, I told
0: you that I wasn't going to be panicking. I told you I'm not panicking. Not panicking.
1: Um, for the receivers, I do want to talk about I – mean, we're being very negative today. Um, if you are anybody that – I was owns just positive Tyreek five Hill, seconds ago. Yeah, well, now we're going back to being negative. Uh, if you're anybody that owns Tyreek Hill after another bad performance against the Chargers, 5 for 56 on seven targets after 3 for 14 against Baltimore, schedule, it's meh. Three of the next four are on the road. At Philadelphia, fine. At home versus Buffalo, Sunday night game, I believe. It's a tough one for sure. At Washington, tough one. At Tennessee, they lost there last year. Adam, is Tyree Kill someone that you're just looking to get out on? Or are you saying that he's actually a very good buy low right now?
0: Um. Hmm. Well, he's always been pretty streaky aside from last year where he was just good all the time. I wish I had that Kill. Yeah. Fun times. I don't, I didn't really do well in the playoffs, but anyway. Um. Yeah. I think that uh, you probably, you you could definitely get away with buying low on Terry kill. If you have. I mean, if you have other guys like established guys, then you can kind of afford to, take a flyer quote-unquote on uh, Tyree kill but I think that if he does it for a third week in a row then it might just it might be turning into a trend
1: yeah no I I, I actually I, I do agree I do agree I think it's a fantastic buy low right now I do now I would say going to be a little concerned if, the, if this continues but is it something that I'm right now at this present moment in time going and freaking out about? No, no, I'm not. Um, rest of season Tyree or DK Metcalf. Metcalf. That's Hill for me. Not close. Hill for me. Not close. Really? Yeah. Uh, Tyree Hill or CD lamb rest of season.
0: I'd rather have Hill
1: for me as well Tyree Hill or Stefan Diggs
0: I knew you were gonna do this I was gonna talk about Stefan Diggs next Stefan Diggs is also a guy that I mean Tyree Hill had that one, had the game against Cleveland where he went off yeah we he hasn't and he hasn't done a lot since Stefan Diggs has just been okay throughout the whole season yeah. yeah underwhelming the past three weeks mm-hmm. um I'd still go for Diggs for the floor reek i honestly honestly I, I could
1: tell you i have my rest of season ranks in front of me I, I i kind of been tinkering with them i could tell you the guys that i have rest of season who i'd rather have a Tyreek kill you ready is it nobody oh no no no! there's there's a guy's ahead of him there's guy's ahead of him oh the guys, guys i'd rather Pearl? have rest of season are you ready Pearl? Devontae Adams, Derek Henry, Dalvin Cook. Okay. That's, that's it. Tyreek Hill is my number four player in rest of the season. Everyone calm. Calm on Tyreek Hill. I know this is something coming from me that I'm telling everyone to calm on Tyreek Hill. Calm. Calm. He'll be fine. Yeah. He's on the Kansas City Chiefs. He'll be just fine.
0: I don't know. I feel it looks like the Chiefs are going on a Super Bowl hangover. Their Super Bowl hangover is a year late. I bet. I bet.
1: We'll be fine. Okay, they will be fine. They will be. They will be just fine. Um, positive now. Mike Williams. Fuck. Wow. Um, contract year. Mike Williams is absolutely bawling out. Adam, is he a sell high?
0: Yes, absolutely. Okay. He is a sell high. You are going, you can get a lot, a lot, a lot. We just saw it with Rondell Moore. A guy has a couple of good weeks and people will be willing to be paying. People will be willing to pay out the ass for this guy. That's just how it goes. That's fantasy football. We're a reactionary bunch, us sports fans, us fantasy football players. People are going to be wanting to pay top dollar for Mike Williams.
1: I, again, I think it, it all depends on.
0: Well, it depends on your team, obviously.
1: Depends on your team. It depends on what you're being offered. It depends on what is coming back to you. Um, for me personally, I'm not selling Mike Williams. I, I think Mike Williams is here to stay. Uh, I think I've been very, very impressed. And what did I say on the preview that Mike Williams just screams to me that it's a Justin Herbert, throw the ball up and Mike Williams come down with it for a touchdown. Sort of day happened twice.
0: Somebody's down there. Somebody's, got, somebody's down
1: there. Yeah. So somebody is <laughs> down there. So it, I think that he's someone you just got to set and forget. And can't believe that, that that this has been the case, but you know, uh there have been a lot of people, Mike Williams truthers out there that have really been waiting for this kind of showing. And here it is. Here it is. This is this is what they've what they've been waiting for. We move on from the Mike Williams truthers. Brandon Ayuk, finally, finally, I something, something. Signs of life. Signs of life. Yes, there's a pulse. There is a pulse. Adam, are you throwing Brandon I back into your lineups?
0: No. Do it again. So fair. do it again. Do it again.
1: But to be fair though, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking to Mr. Adam Castor, who is Mr. Do It Again. Do it again. This man, this man with first impressions, he does want to hear about no first impressions. He wants to see you do it again and again and again and again.
0: What is it? what is one of the key tenets of fantasy football besides all the other rules that we did? Minimize risk. Proven success. Oh, oh, I, I, my next guess was volume, volume, volume. Oh no. Yeah. Well, minimizing risk
1: and prove. Oh, I think minimizing, proven... risk, minimizing risk is a good one. I think Brandon Ayuk is very risky going but forward. That,
0: yeah. Proven success goes into minimizing risk. You can't just play a guy in a sport with like fantasy where you only have 13 or 14 maybe 16 chances to win a game. You can't just be you can't play guys just based on a whim, based on one good week.
1: I mean if it, look, it comes to it comes down to whether you believe that it's coach speak or whether you think coach is telling the truth or you know if he's hiding something that was a disciplinary issue who knows comes down to what Kyle Shanahan has been saying that Kyle that uh Brandon Ayuk has had a leg injury and that they're just nursing him and they're really taking it slowly if you believe that Brandon Ayuk could be a hell of a while right now but I would say to any managers that have Brandon Ayuk keep hold of him wait it out and if there's a big performance that happens with Brandon Ayuk sell sell
0: sell sell the farm um also also i mean this yeah. could really be like it's not like brandon ayuk lit the world on fire he had 14 he had like 14 fantasy right. points right It's, it's not this is
1: not a performance that's going to make people go wow you need a seven catch 100 yard touchdown day for brandon ayuk to make people maybe go you know, wow. And that's when you can kind of just say, okay, we can think about making a trade, you know, getting rid of Ayuk for, for something. Uh, One more before we go into the tight ends. And this is one that we actually got some questions about Calvin Ridley. What do you do with Calvin Ridley at this point in time? I mean, he's been good. I'm not going to sit here and say that he's been bad by any stretch of the imagination, but he hasn't been worth a second round pick. That's for certain.
0: Yeah. What do you do with Calvin Ridley? Uh, I don't know. If you don't have them, you could buy low on him. If the if the Calvin Ridley owner has had enough, then you can definitely reach out to them, especially if they're in a dire situation, a one and two, oh and three kind of deal. Or you can, uh, if you're kind of sitting comfortably, you're two and one, you're three and oh, you can be like, well, I can, I picked Kevin Lee, really this high. I'll see if, if his, uh, his value continues to tank, then I'll try and get rid of him. But you, you need to have at least some faith that he could, he could turn around because he has a proven track record of success. And, I mean, maybe Matt Ryan just went through aging all at once, like all of his years of aging. He just – it all happened this season, and he's cooked now. We don't know that. But, um, yeah, Calvin Ridley is too talented to just give up on at this point.
1: See, here's here's kind of what I think. And I, I think this might be more um, – it might be more indicative to uh, just how I feel about Calvin Ridley in general, but me personally, I kind of feel like Calvin Ridley is a, he's an elite number two receiver, but I don't think he's a number one. And that could be, mainly because the offense is terrible. It could be because Matt Ryan is terrible. But again, everyone was so hot on Kyle Pitts, and now all of a sudden this offense sucks. So it's like, you know, everyone's going to pick and choose which side they want to uh, they want well, to really the thing rely is, on.
0: Ridley was really good last year when Julio was out for most of the season as the number one receiver, the de facto number one receiver.
1: Yeah, but I think that offense, that offense too, was was much better than than it is now. It's a new coach, uh new system. I mean, they won. They I mean, won we didn't the game. Even talk
0: about the running backs. We didn't even talk about the running
1: backs with the Falcons because that's in the, another situation. That's a disaster. I mean, we're saving that for the waiver show tomorrow because uh, there's some there were some questions that I got about uh, Cordero Patterson, who was still who was still on some uh, some waiver wires. So we'll be able to. Uh, to dissect those uh, those questions on uh, on the waiver show tomorrow. but uh, So before we move on to the tight ends, I did want to ask you
0: something. Okay. And. Oh, we have some, oh, wait, we didn't even talk about this. What? It's not breaking news because it happened an hour ago, but Adam Schefter just tweeted that KJ Hamlet tore his ACL. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. I mean, it's good news for Tim Patrick because Tim Patrick now has a role for the foreseeable future. Oh, by the way, what do you owe me? Guess who didn't score a touchdown yesterday? yesterday? Sutton, you won the bet. <laughs> you won the bet. Congratulations. Congratulations.
1: I still want to, I won it. You I your bragging and rights and the game. You have your bragging rights. Um, but, Adam, I have a question for you. Yes. This is before we go into the tight ends. We cover, we cover the tight ends quickly and we have to do Monday night, and then we're done. (sighs) We have to make a decision on this because it's happened. It's been on my mind, and I regret not saying this before.
0: We had an immaculate stat line yesterday. We did? We did. Who did it? Who had it? Trey Lance.
1: Trey Lance, one carry for one yard and a touchdown. Do we, do we consider it because it's not one catch for one yard and a touchdown? Are we going to call the one carry for one yard and a touchdown, the immaculate stat line? I think it's just as good as an immaculate stat line. I think it's the same thing. I think it is. I think it's the same thing. I think, I, I think Trey Lance is very much so in the Immaculate
0: Statline Club. And what a quarterback, bootleg, end-around option thing he did to score it that was, one touchdown. It was a sight to behold.
1: It was a sight to behold. So
0: before I was like, you, wait a minute. Did
1: you make Garoppolo did the – oh, it's Trey Lance. Trey Lance. <laughs> Trey Lance did the thing. So if you want, if you want, talk about the tight ends for a second. Mm-hmm. And while you talk about the tight ends, I want to look and see if we had any other Immaculate Stat Lines in week one or week two. And I will let you know whether or not we did in a, in a moment. Okay.
0: So tight ends. I mean, talking about unexpected performances, Tyler Conklin, who is that? 20 points, led tight ends in PPR scoring. That's full point PPR scoring. Uh, Dawson Knox had a great day. Not happy for me, Stefan Diggs, owner, but, you know, happens. 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 Mike Kosicki with the wonderful bounce back against the Las Vegas Raiders. 18.6, just behind Conklin for number two.
1: 12 targets, too.
0: Yep. Kelsey and Kittle doing their thing. Mark Andrews was really good. Tyler Higby bounced back as well. Logan Thomas caught a garbage time touchdown. Yes, Bird?
1: Okay. All right, I have, I have the information that I need. Okay. It is the first Immaculate Stat line of the year. Oh, wow. It's the first one. That's amazing. It is the very first one. Trey Lance has done it. Trey Lance will always hold, hold a very special place in our hearts.
0: Yes. So yeah, the tight ends. It was a the week of bounce backs for tight yeah. ends.
1: Yeah, it was. It was a week of bounce backs, it was a week of uh continued success Waller. if you are Travis Kelsey. I mean, I think he had four catches on one drive at one point. He was sitting at one point, whatever, and then he shot up and then he finished with 17 points. I mean, that's just Travis Kelsey in a nutshell. Uh what I tell you what I tell you, Adam, about Tyler Higbee. I know Tyler Higbee. I told he's, you he's great. I told you that that it screened it screened that, that was going to be a Tyler Hickby sort of game and it was. I'm very happy that uh, we were able to uh to uh, have that one and I, Robert
0: Tunyon I, had 1.6 fantasy points.
1: Yep. Love to see it. I do want to say however. And this is like a preview maybe for the waiver show. Keep an eye out for Tommy Tremble because the Panthers just traded Dan Arnold. yep, and Matt Rule absolutely loves, loves Tommy Tremble. So seems that way. Yes, So that could be some someone that is added. I do have um, information about Christian McCaffrey. I do want to point this out. Um, this more is information. From, yeah, this is, this is from a friend of mine. And then I have a follow up tweet from Ian Rappaport to just kind of confirm what he said. So I asked a friend of mine who is in healthcare and um, sports science. I asked him, you know, what the recovery time is for someone with a grade one hamstring strand. And he said, odds are two to three weeks is the um, rest time. Ian Rappaport also just tweeted that Christian McCaffrey is expected to miss two games. So Christian McCaffrey expected to miss two games. So for the Panthers, those two games are at Dallas and then at home versus Philadelphia with an eye to return week six against Minnesota. If he does not meet that deadline, he would then have a shot to return week seven against the New York football giants. So I think all in all, it's good news for anybody that that, that has Christian McCaffrey, that it's just going to be two games without him.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's good to hear. Um, Yeah, I, I think the one or two players that were concerning aside from Gronk with that injury that he had, I guess he came back, but uh, Darren Waller and Hawkinson just really letdowns
1: uh Darren Waller had his first bad performance I'm not not too concerned about uh, him I don't think his managers are too concerned about him either so did Um, Hawkinson really Hawkinson he was blanketed the Ravens doubled him they knew that if the Lions were going to win that game it was not because of not going to be because of TJ Hawkinson and I think that was a good game plan that nearly worked for 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 Baltimore it did work for Baltimore but <laughs> well, Justin Tucker. Well, Justin Tucker. Do we you know, should we talk about thing. kickers
0: in this one? Oh yeah, my that god, thing,
1: that thing happened. Um,
0: that was the but, weirdest. That was the greatest thing I've ever seen. But actually, it, it worked.
1: Something- it worked for yes. Baltimore to just blanket it TJ Hawkinson. Was uh, great for DeAndre Swift and his managers. High five.
0: Swift. High five. <laughs> that was poorly timed, but whatever. That's zoom for you. We got to work on that. Got to work. That's on. that's latency issues for you. But um, the thing with Waller, you say it's his first bad game, but he had 11.5 points against Pittsburgh last week. Oh, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's
1: it's his first bad game. I mean, it's his first bad game. Do you want me to roll
0: back to five minutes ago where you literally just said that?
1: No, he had he basically had the same line as as he did. It's, it's almost expected when, you know, he has such a big performance that he had against Baltimore 10 for a buck five and a touchdown, you know, it's more likely that he's going to be slowed down, but I mean, are they, are they terrible lines? No, not terrible, but you know, do you want more? Yes, absolutely. So I'm not expecting him to
0: have 19 targets in a game like he did against Baltimore, but
1: I look at it too. He plays the. He plays the Chargers. I think that's going to be a game where the Raiders will be throwing a lot. It's going to be good for Darren Waller. Then he plays Chicago. Chicago have allowed touchdowns, two tight ends in each of the first three weeks. So uh, Darren Waller has a pretty good chance to be scoring in Chicago if all else fails.
0: Yes. Um, another one. I don't want to be just immediately proven right, or us to immediately be proven right. But uh, oh, say it, Adam. <laughs> say it. Bring it Kyle on, Pitts. Kyle Pitts had a great had a terrible game against the Giants.
1: All the pe- all the people who hated it on this podcast saying that oh you guys are haters blah 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 blah. blah. Where yeah, you know you know you know that TikTok Adam, you know that TikTok. I don't really use TikTok. Oh, great application, great application. But basically, the, the 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 TikTok is I forget exactly what it is, but it's like if you, some people were at a certain place and it's like if you're not there, where yeah, and. It's, it's it's that same voice too so for all the people who hated on us for saying that kyle pitts was going to be trash where yeah all right then there you fantastic go. stuff i mean hey Are we surprised no no
0: if, you listened, that- if you listened
1: if you listen to this podcast and you actually listen to us you're free and clear you're free and clear The guy is a rookie. Why? I'm about as surprised. Why? 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 Why?
0: I'm about as surprised uh, about Kyle Pitts not having a good game as I am about Evan Ingram not having a good game. Well, which is not surprised in case you couldn't tell. Not a surprise. Not
1: a surprise. People didn't spend a fifth round pick at Evan Ingram, did they?
0: No. I'll tell you what though, Noah Fant didn't have a great game either.
1: No. No, that was that a surprise.
0: Was a, uh, that was a, a bad great game script for him, really, because the Broncos yeah. were I don't want to talk about it, but whatever.
1: Yeah, it was a bad game script for Noah Fant. I wouldn't be super, you know, super duper concerned, but I did I did bench Tyler Higby for Noah Fant. So yeah, that was a that was a boo boo. You should have trusted your gut. Yeah, boo-boo my part. Um, but overall, yeah, tight ends tight ends had a good week. Mark Andrews had the had the most quiet five for Buck Nine of all time. And uh I know, right?
0: Nobody talks about oh, Mark Andrews just doing his just has a casual 15.9 fantasy. Nobody points. talked
1: about it, nobody talked about it at all. So uh yeah, but other than that, you want to talk about uh you want but to But he still Monday hasn't night? scored yet. He still has not scored yet, no, but the But the uh, high yardage is good.
0: High yardage is a good sign. So you want to talk about Monday night? Let's talk about Monday night. One of the oldest rivalries. As old as the
1: 60s. (sighs) Adam?
0: The Eagles are an old team, but the Cowboys aren't. Adam, I have a question. What's your question?
1: Should I be... Should I continue to be a radio professional? And be not biased towards... uh, Towards this game.
0: Or or do
1: do I put my cowboy hat on? And
0: show my true colors.
1: Yeah,
0: cowboy hat. Is it it an actual cowboy hat? Cowboy radio, please hold. We're just going to get an actual cowboy hat. I,
1: Adam ask the question is it legit i can it, confirm it is in fact legit so here we are top of the morning to you adam how are you it's a nice hat well what can i say what can i say it is uh it is something that i do wear it to my country concerts on, on occasion square dancing yeah uh, yes square dancing too a big big fan of the uh the, the, the square dance, but here we are. I
0: haven't square danced since summer camp.
1: A big square dance fan, big square dance fan. But again, I also have two feet, two left feet. But you asked about my, cow- my cowboy hat. Yeah, I do. So what I'm going to do is when I want to be non biased and I want to be a regular professional, the hat comes off. But when I want to be a prick Cowboys fan, the hat goes on. So for right now, God, listeners, I am so sorry. So for right now, terrible radio. The hat is off for right now. I will alert you when the hat goes on. But for right now, ladies and gentlemen, the hat is off.
0: Okay. So what are your thoughts? You, What are your unbiased radio professional thoughts? Um,
1: I think it's going to be a hell of a game. It's gonna be a hell of a game. Both teams coming in know that this is huge for their division hopes. Both teams playing well. Uh I think this is just this just screams negative game script for Philadelphia, where they're gonna be throwing a lot. Good for me, where I have Jalen Hurts. Um I hope Jalen Hurts has a has a good night. I hope uh I hope Dallas wins wins uh wins this football game. But you know, as for the startle meter, do, do you want to run through it?
0: Sure.. Okay. I definitely didn't miss doing this. But Love the start meter start meter.
1: We could do it for startle meter come back for one game.:
0: Yeah. All right, so yeah, this is Dallas's home opener, so I'm sure they're going to it's going to be pretty lit, exciting. lit. D- Dak Prescott returning to the scene of the crime, as it were, in Dallas. I wonder if they have like a chalk outline. On the, what was it like the twenty or something?
1: In the, the twenty, yeah, that's yeah. disgraceful.
0: <laughs> There's just like police tape around it. Yeah, that anyway. is shocking. Um. Any. Anyway, uh, Jalen Hurts, where do you have him on your starter meter? Eight. Miles Sanders, seven. Jalen Rieger, five. Devonta Smith, six. Anybody else for the for uh, the Eagles? Dallas Goddard's
1: a five. Zach Ertz is a five.
0: Yeah, Zach Ertz actually, he looks gonna like he's going to be playing. Yeah, he's going to play. off you the know, COVID list.
1: Activated from COVID IR, so yep. he is in fact going to play.
0: Ah, Bird is putting on his cowboy hat. Fine. All right, Adam, absolutely intended. <laughs> Hit me. Me, baby let's go dakota rain prescott 10 ezekiel elliott 10 tony pollard 10 mark cooper 10 cd lamb 10 michael gallup 10 huh even on ir you're still gonna even, start? On, even on ir stardom 10 i was testing you and you passed passed sure
1: even IR, even IR, you're starting Michael Gallup, 100%. IDP leagues as well. Keanu Neal,
0: stardom, 10. In leagues where you play offensive tackles, I think you should start Lyle Collins. A- absolutely, he's a 10. And then bribe your commissioner. Yes, so when you start. Yes, Lyle we are Collins.
1: all for bribery. We are all for bribery. <laughs>
0: Bribery is a great choice that people make. What a wonderful organizational culture that takes place in the Dallas Cowboys.
1: Listen, you must bribe your drug test enforcer. (laughs) That is what I've learned from Lyle Collins. And I can say this because I'm wearing the cowboy hat. When the cowboy hat comes off, how dare Lyle Collins try and bribe the drug test enforcer? Terrible, disgusting, awful. The cowboy hat goes back on. Lyle Collins was trying to do his best to play some football games. Shocking, terrible, awful! How dare he do such a thing?
0: Oh my god! But I've created a monster.
1: You you have created a a a diabolical monster. And by the way, somebody
0: um, who can manually change from Doctor Jekyll to Mister Hyde. Mm -hmm. Hi, how are you? Um, And I also want I also
1: want to say. Blake Jarwin, and Dalton Schultz. Adam, you want to guess what their ratings are? Oh, I don't know. Does it start with one and end with zero? You'd be 100% correct. They're tens. They're perfect tens to start everybody. Start everybody. It? If you want Legatron. to start Mike McCarthy, start him. What about Legatron? Ten. Ten. Perfect ten. Okay. Start him. Start them all.
0: you done start them all Cowboys win 69 nothing of course it is I think they should tie 69 to 69 that is a nice score yeah it's pretty nice that's a nice score <laughs> or it could be 96 to no yeah
1: 69 to 69 69, 69 ends in a tie I, yeah Ends in a tie when Greg Zerline misses a 69 yard field goal at the end of overtime.
0: Yes. They both score seven touchdowns, but <laughs> Jake Elliott and Greg Zerline intentionally missed the extra point for the memes because they're for the culture. For, <laughs> for, for the, the meme the culture. For the memes, just missed the extra point. They just completely shank the extra point. Oh, great people. Great people.
1: Oh, I still have the cowboy hat on too. So the cowboy hat on so we are uh, we are up the cowboys tonight up the cowboys
0: come on Dallas. Come on actually what happens is it's 69 to 66 or it's uh, six hold on it's you need to no, do some maths No, I want to make it so okay it's nine uh, tu- it's nine touchdowns no, in, I, I,
1: in two fiddles
0: it's no it's 10 touchdowns and a missed extra point is what it is. that it, both
1: work because both 9 work. 9 times 7 is 63 two field goals
0: 69 or it's 10 touchdowns and a missed extra point so okay here's what happens so it's actually 69 to 66 but then Greg Zerline kicks a 69 yard field goal with a minute and 9 seconds left in overtime
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes he ties it with 69 seconds left to go in the game. That's perfect. Yep, perfect. I want to know what the odds are for, for, for this happening. 69-69, Greg Zerline hits a 69-yarder with 69 seconds left on the clock for 69-69 and a
0: high. I'll have to take All out it. a second mortgage on my house. <laughs> Please do. Please do let me know how that goes. Or okay, gamble. Anyway.
1: We love gambling.
0: Love gambling. No. If there's anything I learned from Johnny Soprano, it's to never gamble.
1: Hey, Many Saints of Newark comes out on Friday.
0: I'm very excited. Very, very, very hyped. Very hyped. Yep. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Basin Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow where we will be reviewing the... 69 69 tie that will most likely be this win in a football game.
1: Truly can't wait for the 69 69 tie.
0: And then also doing waivers and talking about the uh, Cohen team.
1: Maybe we talk about waivers. Maybe we talk about the Cohen team. Maybe we just spend an hour talking about the 69 69 tie. It weren't extravaganza, it was.
0: We'll have to see. But anyway, for my co host Edith from I'm Adam Castro, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye bye.